Yo, what is going on, people? And welcome back to the Send News Podcast. Join us as we take a deep dive into three articles that will be found interesting in the news this week. But the catch is, the boys that prepared the articles did not tell the rest of us what the article was about. So strap yourselves in, as you'll be reacting at the exact same time as we are. And on the show today, we've got T. Reporting live from the gutter. You're like a wait, who's what's it? Um, Master Splinter <laughs> from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Why is that? Because he's a sewer rat. <laughs> what? Report live from the gutter. <laughs> oh, oh god! Yeah. I was like, what? Terrible! I was so, I was so confused. Why did no one get that? That was. I thought you said. I thought you said he looks like him. Yeah, no. I thought you were like a rat. It's, just, it's like, whoa. Well, you were starting the pod with. I'm sorry, I'll take that back. I'll take that back. We've cut that up. <laughs> You've got Timmy. Yo, yo, yo. Watch Seaspiracy on Netflix. That's some deep stuff, man. It's changed my whole life. Really? Uh, I've heard yeah, some. Yeah, real talk. Heard some of things about that. I've heard yeah. it's a must watch as well. We've got uh, James. Watch Devs. The world is deterministic. Bro, hella Netflix recommendations today. <laughs> I think that was BBC iPlayer. BBC iPlayer. Yeah. We've got Ahmed. If football Twitter was a person. <laughs> That's so true. It's true. It's true as shit. Sorry. And we've got myself, Hassan, aka Dominic Soler of 2021. Let's get it. Jesus. <laughs> it's about to be a wild summer. <laughs> well, you pr- is this a premonition? Hey, don't invite Hassan to your house party, I guess, because... I don't the need a house party. I'll be on the stairs outside. <laughs> wow. Are you foreseeing the future? Are you telling us something that's going to happen this summer? I'm just saying I'm ready to wild out. You ready to go viral? Ready to go viral, boys. Nice. We can use that for promo, to be fair. <laughs> no publicity is bad publicity. You feel me? All right. So I thought to kick us off this week, we'll do a little game, a little hesitation game. We're going to choose a topic and then say words based on that topic. If we do countries, everyone say a country in order. If you hesitate or don't get it or say something wrong or repeat something, you're out. And we'll keep going down little knockout phases thing. Um, so who's going first? What topic shall we go for? Well, you said countries. This well. Oh, capital cities. Capital cities, capital cities. Yeah. Capital cities. Let's All test right. our knowledge. Order. I'll, I'll go first. Tabby second. James third. Hassan fourth. Timmy fifth. Cool. Go on. Yeah, no hesitation, no yeah. no repeating. All right, yeah. I'll go first. Ready? Three, two, yeah. one. Paris. London. Berlin. Tokyo. Madrid. Japan. <laughs> oh, shit, man. <laughs> 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 this is very hard, man. <laughs> okay, all right. You get how the game works now, yeah? Japan, you know. Do you get how the game works now, yeah? No, no, no. Do you get how the game works? Outside. Does everyone get how the game works now? We understood. Yeah, we did. That was practice. Now we all said capital cities. This is this is the real round now. Ready? Don't add that. You threw that in there just to show you how it doesn't work, bro. I was just testing you, man. In it. All right, ready? This is this is the real one. This is the real one. Wait, wait. Can we repeat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can repeat. You can repeat. This, this, that was just practice. All right. Three, two, one. Paris. Cardiff. Oslo. Canberra. London, Edinburgh, Berlin. Oh, sorry, that's a hesitation. Well, that's a hesitation. I thought you said the same thing. Yeah, now he said Canberra. Oh, sorry, it's a Canberra. Same thing. So I was like, what is Canberra? All right, you know what? I'll let you off Australia. 
Tabby, I'll let you kick off. I'll let you kick off. Go on. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. No yeah, mistakes from now on, though. No mistakes yeah, from now order, on. Same, same order. Same order. Same from order. Tabby. Same order. Cool. Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. and we can we can reuse the ones we've already said now. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh, what? Because it's the same game. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's start. Rome. Warsaw. Hong Kong. Abuja. Brasilia. Oh, well. Oh, no, he's out. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Brasilia. 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 Capital Brazil. Brazil. Oh, it's not yeah. real. Mad. What's up, yeah. Paolo? Nah, it's not. Yeah, say nothing. You, you All right, you lot, go. All right. Yeah. Wait, we go from whoever's after Tabby and then... Yeah, that's me. Just keep going around. All right, oh, three. Oh, oh. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> what the hell? Huh? What? Cra. What? What? Accra. Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh. I said a, a cro, a cro, a <laughs> uh, Zurich, Zurich. Hesitation! Oh, oh, he's out. No, no, honestly, nah, I thought. Chill, no, chill, no, 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 no. I thought honestly, I thought um, Ahmed. I thought you were next. I was actually looking at you. No, nah, that's, that's part of the game, though. Oh, no, that's yeah, part yeah, of the game. Yeah, 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 right. I had, yeah, I had an answer. You're done. You're done. We're left. Out, out, out. All right, Cairo, Lagos, Iran. No, Lagos isn't a capital city. Is it not? Ooh, it's a It's a It's a Oh, oh yeah. Look at wow. James trying to be cultured. Throwing nah. in Accra <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lagos. Is he doing Hassan and Ahmed to end it off? Come on. I'm definitely not sitting here trying to think of um, anything. All right. Uh, who, who's who's playing this? Who's playing this in? It's me. Oh, who starts? You do, Hassan. You, you do. Um, order, yeah. Somaliland. Marrakesh. London. Bangkok. That's, that's been said. Been said. Oslo. Been said. No. Bangkok. London's been said. <laughs> not yeah, in this yeah. round. First, first round, but not in the second round. Well, I thought it was like nah, you can't keep said, saying yeah. them as, as, you, as the rounds go on. Like you can't Wait, use are you talking, are you talking about the practice use. round? I'm talking about practice No, no, no. It was said, it was said in the second round. I said it in the real round as well. Yeah. Timmy said it because I switched to Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, Fairs, Fairs oh. I lose then. Well done, Ahmed. See that? Don't question my articulation. Ahmed is proved intelligence. Shout out, Hash. Hash, what are you saying now about my art, my articulation, fam? Bro, yeah, you, still said you still said Japan as an answer. Yeah, as in the practice round, test you, man, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Test us if we're, on, if we're on the ball today. You're screwed on. Right, it. Um, all right, so articles this week. Should we dive straight into it then? Do it. Cool. Do it. Uh, I'll start things off then with a question for the group. <laughs> Who here... And be honest, who's got an OnlyFans? Hey, Ahmed, why are you going so red, bro? <laughs> Shut up, bro. You're getting a little red there, son. Wait, who um, has an OnlyFans? Or who has yeah. subscriptions? As a, an who account, has, or you mean sorry, subscribe yeah, to me, people? Yeah, who subscribes to ah, people? So, yeah, have an I'm, account, Ahmed. Oh, someone pull up Ahmed's bank account statements, bro. I'm sure there's payments going out each month. What do you mean, Ahmed's? <laughs> uh, Ahmed is funding three girls to go through uni at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know yeah, the crowd in, in the audience, uh, OnlyFans is a subscription content sort of sharing website that's heavily used by the adult industry for people like Ahmed who love the industry. No, I mean, have, have you lot considered it? Have you ever seen a girl and be like, oh, I could. Yeah, Stop to support. Fiver. Oh, just to support, just Stop to say like, just, just to, to say I rate the hustle, you know. Yeah. Don't, don't even look at the pictures. Just, just yeah. send the money. Exactly. Oh, man. 
No, I think I've I've, I've probably clicked I've clicked a couple of links before just to see if so <laughs> just to see if there's some free content. <laughs> <laughs> but then there isn't, so I just I just exit off. I'm like, oh, okay. Raw. everyone what everyone on here is shook to. <laughs> Nobody wants nah, to say the truth. It's, yeah. just, it's the way it is these days, you know. Back in the day on Twitter, someone might put their location or put their uni. Nowadays, it's all just OnlyFans slash XX, like straight in the bio, like yeah, yeah. You know, one click away. They know what they're doing. Do you know what's mad? Like, um, you'll be like going through, or when I'm scrolling like through TikTok, and then like a pen girl's account will come up. I'll click on the Instagram, yeah, because it's like linked to the TikTok. Straight away, you see like a link tree. <laughs> in yeah. their Instagram bio. <laughs> yeah, as soon as yeah. I see that I know exactly what they're on it'll be like right. my link to my Twitter my link to my Instagram Patreon. and my link to my OnlyFans <laughs> yeah I've seen one of those it was like it was a girl that's at uni so imagine like uni age and her Insta page was like look this is my OnlyFans and I was just thinking to myself that'd be so mad just walking around campus like not knowing like who's subscribed who's not yeah. like anyone on campus could just know you and you don't really know them but Fair play. She must not care at all, innit? Right. True. Imagine if someone like just comes up to her and is like, oh my God, great stream yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my gift. <laughs> I'm lo- <laughs> just like loving the content. I'm just loving the content. <laughs> yeah, fan love. She gets that fan love. Fan love. Fan love. Fan love. keeps giving her weird looks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's suddenly getting 90s and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my grades have really improved <laughs> but on a real though um do you guys have any problems with that the concept of only fans and stuff no I, I, bro, my my thought process is like when people talk about them that like, are bashing only fans or anything like, i'm like bro men are, are like the horniest creatures on this planet like they'll pay for anything so bro get <laughs> your money in it get your money <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's literally it like go get your money like yeah, yeah, Hustle. get yeah, yeah. You may as well make take advantage of all the exactly all the guys like, out there. People are getting these life changing bags, right? For just for just doing nothing, like, and it's just mm. you might as you might as well, like, you literally. I'm kind of in the same boat. Is that like if people are dumb enough to show you tens or hundreds of thousands of pounds for that kind of content? Hey, like, do you? You know, live your life. Go invest yeah. in some Bitcoin. You know, your mom, go buy your mama a house, you know. Yeah, shit. exactly. But bro, if people are getting rich off like Dogecoin and shit like that, then you can't have a problem with, with girls selling like nudes online and getting beef from yeah. that. If I was a girl, I reckon like I'd actually do it. Like I'd be so up for doing it like full time and not getting a proper job. Yeah. Low key, if it was because so because there's girls that they don't show their face. It's just from the neck down. So like you can. How do you easily know? do it and keep the non minute. <laughs> yeah, how do you know? Really? <laughs> okay, okay. How do you know so much? I said about to tell us all the different categories in the app. Okay, yeah. yeah. Let me share my screen. Let me share my screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, do um the reason I bring up OnlyFans, boys, is because this week, um, an old name, Daniel Brigoli, uh, she sent she shared a screenshot. Of her six hours after setting up her OnlyFans account, and she'd made one million dollars in that six hours since she started the account. Oh, that's um bad, bad baby, bad, bad baby. Yeah, for baby. for context, um, the Daniel Magoli. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she she Imagine. went viral quite a while, a few years ago, with that 
Cashmere I Saw, how about that video? <laughs> and um, ever since then, she's sort of been making music on and off. The worst part but She's is... always been... Sorry, sorry, I'll make just context. Yeah, I was going to say... She's always been... She's, she was like 13 or something when she went viral. Now she turned 18 and that's when she made this OnlyFans account. So she literally and guess, just turned 18 on that day. Guess that's how long the worst ago. part. Guess how long ago she turned 18? I think I looked up when her birthday was. Her birthday was like March 23rd. So that's, literally that's like the last week. The worst week. part, fam. The worst part is people were waiting for that to happen. There were so many like nonces waiting for her to turn 18. Bought her OnlyFans. And she yeah. made a million in a day. That's proper, like yeah. Twenty six of twenty six of March is her birthday, so like literally, it would have been maybe like last week or whatever. But um, the fact that she made the million, the breakdown of that was like seven hundred fifty thousand subscriptions, like five k for something small, and 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 then the rest of it was like people messaging her. I think like requests to like you know when people DM her and then she might read it or something. But you have to pay a fee for her to like read it. I just oh, found that so fascinating. Yeah, yeah, for them Wait, to do they do they get like Wait, Ahmed, how did you... nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed just explained it so perfectly? <laughs> <laughs> I just know how it works, and I just still don't know so the things. Ahmed, Ahmed, since you, <laughs> since you since you've been around it, like when you do a private message, do you like get <laughs> do you get like personal all accusations like, denied? Accusations no, no, denied. Do you get like personalized content or do they do they just reply or do you get like some photographic video stuff too like in your judge judge, judge, pics, judge says prevent the evidence to the to the court prevent the evidence present the evidence i said prevent the evidence you know <laughs> present yeah, present the evidence to the court yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, tell you, I think you can i think so dm messages i think you can request like personalized content okay yeah that makes yeah. sense because i saw the breakdown as well tabby it was like i think yeah i think the extra 5k was like just tips yeah um also, oh, you I saw seen like, the breakdown. Probably since you screenshot that shit on Insta. Yeah. But um, yeah, when I saw like 250,000 for messages. Did we, just, did we just wanted to see where his money was going? <laughs> <laughs> Counts every penny. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the monthly spreadsheet, innit? The budget is accurately uh, a, new, a new column. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I deny all these accusations as well. This is all slander on my character. But to go back to like the point, two hundred fifty thousand on on like messages. I was like, surely it can't just be just like them saying hi and them having a little five minute convo because like that feels like that's a new level of desperation. Where like it's already bad enough that you're paying money out of your mind to see like see her naked and, and such and such. But just like if you were just paying money just to like exchange DMs, that. Like that's wild to me. Like that. Like, I think it's like almost almost problematic. You know same I mean? the yeah. same concept as cameo, isn't it? What's cameo? Mm. Where you can pay celebrities to like send a video, a personalized video, and they say uh, normally those are like not. those are like mm. nice messages, or like birthday messages and stuff. Like, yeah, but no, the... but it's the point of you're paying money between. to get a celebrity to, yeah, to mention but your quite, name I, or to or to reply to you or something. They're quite funny so though. The Have you concept. seen the ones? Have you seen yeah. the ones that like um Jay from In Between is has done? I, I love that. Yeah, he made, he made, he made peas. He made peas. What's his name? Don't know. Jay from In Between. Jay from In Between. But like, yeah, like he's done some obviously like some proper funny ones. It's almost like a personalized comedy, like a little comedy bit for like a minute or so. So I feel yeah. like that's different than paying someone to just say like, "Hi, you're right." Like you yeah. know, call me Papi, here's five grand. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's, what's yeah. going on? Do you know, do you know is, what? Wait, but if it is coming from that level of desperation, then does that become some extent like um, 
like taking advantage of someone who's vulnerable, like vulturing on the, the vulnerability of these people who might like, if you're spending that much money, maybe you're quite lonely. These guys are just horny, bro. They're weird and horny. Yeah, it's not under any, it, <laughs> I don't no think they're vulnerable. To do it. Yeah, no one's been forced to do it. You went out of your way, man. But are we knocking um, bad baby at all for jumping on this on the 18th, like fresh nah. off the... Uh, I don't know. I, uh, it's, it's weird, though, because I feel like she's been sexualized since she was like 15, 16. Wasn't she like yeah, seen yeah. dating Kodak Black or something? She was yeah, like... Yeah. She, and she, she, she she's pretty like raw, like explicit in her music and things like that like she puts out the content to like rile these type of people up I imagine like have them thinking about her in this way do you know what I'm saying obviously I'm not saying like I hope that's not like a sticky thing to say but she does put out content that's like yeah and way beyond her no, she years puts out, she puts out provocative content exactly right? yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah content no for sure like I think you know she has I mean she has said and done things that I think is, is weird in its own right. But when it comes to this, I think it's more so that it's like the fact that, like, like you guys mentioned, you know, she just turned 18 and people have clearly been waiting a long time to kind of see this kind of explicit content from her. And I, I'm sure she's gotten tons of DMs saying like, go on OnlyFans, I'll pay you this, yeah. drop a nude, mm-hmm. I'll pay you that. So like, it was just probably when it got to that point where it was like legally able for her to do so, it was just a no brainer because she already knew it was money in the bank. Yeah. So I think on this, in this case, it's weird on the other side that you have people that, like you said, Hassan, I've probably been waiting for at least three years for her to be able to put, put content out like this. And as soon as so, she did, like, yeah. just jump to there's, the chance. There's a similar thing with, um, what's her name? The singer, uh, Billie Eilish. When she turned yeah, into, bruv, it's, it's, people it's so creepy, man. Like the people were just like, like really sexualize these these like young girls when they're like 16, 17, they're like, just like waiting for them to become like of legal age. And then, yeah. and then all of a sudden it becomes like a legitimate interest. Yeah. yeah it's like now it's okay for them to be YouTube. like, yeah, to like sexualize them. And nah, but it's, 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 it's weird. It's, I just find it bare weird, man. It's fine. Nah. Yeah. I think it's a sticky one. I think um, if you're on OnlyFans, <laughs> just be safe out there and just respect each other. Safe space, respect boundaries. Um, and just enjoy. Oh, Timmy, did you not? Did you not want to ask your question that you asked us on the group chat about OnlyFans? What was that? Do you not? Do you, do you not want to ask that question, or should what I ask kind of, it? What kind of oh, I remember it. Or, 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 or should I? Or should I? Go on, you ask the question. Seeing okay. if it's on the chat, now you ask. Oh, I'll ask the question. Yeah, you so, ask. Sorry, sorry. About a couple of weeks ago, the the topic of OnlyFans came up. Oh wait, no, 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 cut, 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 cut. You remember the question? You remember the question? Timmy decided to to throw a question out there for the lads. He said, "Boys, if if we were all on OnlyFans, who would make the most money?" This is what keeps <laughs> turning up at night. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, on to my next topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I think, audience, I think audience, let us know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll put up a poll on 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 our Instagram, um, and you and we'll let the viewers decide who, who you think would be uh, who'd make the most money from OnlyFans out of the the send news boys. Nah. Excluding me because I'm removing nah, myself yeah. from that. <laughs> yeah, <just> me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't know really how to segue onto that one because there's no natural, natural so way to like, use it. Speaking of OnlyFans, <laughs> <laughs> I would find speaking some. I would find some. Link some reach. Anywhere. <laughs> some reach. Some massive. Speaking reach. of people getting nude in front of their webcam. <laughs> 
<laughs> What are your thoughts on the racial diversity in the UK? <laughs> 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 all right what i will say though is keeping it on the topic of america and american uh, big american news uh i guess i'll start with an open question for you lot um when you think about like new york city whether you've been before or wanted to go what are the kind of things that you'd like to do as a tourist i want to try the pizza then they're known for they're like the dollar pizza mm-hmm. actually i think i think food in general in new york because they've got quite a lot of like it's like a, a melting pot of like different cultures. Yeah, get get an English breakfast somewhere. What? <laughs> you go. Oh, Jake, can you imagine someone like in a foreign country? I'm looking for an English breakfast. Oh. Just... <laughs> <laughs> no, once I, I was just listening to something before, and someone was like, "Yeah, I was in Sweden, but it was so hard to find an English breakfast." <laughs> <laughs> and I, New York, I would um, I'd love to see uh, just uh, like historical places. Uh, in terms of hip hop music, I think like mm. the mural mm. of Biggie in Brooklyn, mm. like all the birthplaces of different sort of eras and ju- and and styles and just hip hop in general, I'd like to see those. That's interesting. Any anyone else? Went. <clears throat> I went with a few of our friends, and uh, we didn't really do anything that specific, but it was a really cool place to just be around and go and do random different stuff because uh, it's really diverse just loads of interesting people about so like you know we stopped off at like you say like one of those really cheap pizza joints like local pizza joints which was delicious ended up going to like some rooftop bars and stuff like that which were just so wavy like, it was just sick it was just a sick place to be just very like lots going on lots of different types of interesting people mm. did it um, remind you of London or do you think it's its own, no, own it thing didn't remind me of London didn't remind me of London. Just very distinct and yeah, very different. Yeah. yeah. Central Park was so cool as well. Central Park was so cool. Oh yeah, that would be sick to go to. Um it's massive. The... Yeah. Oh sorry, I was just gonna say. Is it, was... is it as big as Hyde Park or like smaller? No, it's meant I think it's meant isn't it meant to be bigger? Because I just remember seeing um I always thought it would be like a small park, but then I think I looked at like a map of New York and you, it literally just sits in the middle, like it's a massive space. Yeah, the views were just unreal where you're in this big park, the sun's being down and then you've got these big tower buildings all around. Just not something you expect, but it's really wavy. Yeah, and I guess the, I uh, always find it fascinating. It's got loads of like Latino people, Latin American culture. The Puerto Ricans. Yeah, the Dominican. Yeah, yeah. one of my housemates in Chicago was from the Dominican Republic. Wavy guy, wavy guy. Really? Ate great food. Wanted to, wanted to go on holiday there, just didn't get a chance. Another time, yeah. maybe, yeah. Another time, yeah. Another so. time. Fair enough. Um, so it's funny that, I mean, obviously it's cool to, like, hear these bits and pieces, but Hassan, it's funny that you mentioned food because now you can get a different type of food in New York legally uh, because recently the state <laughs> of New York has just legalised <laughs> marijuana <laughs> within the city, within its borders. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, obviously very big news for the state. I mean, legalisation of weed... In, in general, but in America, has been growing quite a lot over the last few years. But it seemed that New York was quite a um, an opposed state for a long time. Like um, the governor, I think it was named Governor Andrew Cuomo, was quite against it for quite a few years, but um, basically kind of U-turned in recent years. Um, and so the legislation just went like just went past um, in the last week to legalize cannabis for adults twenty-one and older. 
um, as well as, you know, obviously pumping more money into the local economy through taxation and just having more um, legal businesses. They also feel like this will help with the disproportionate policing, like racially disproportionate policing between black and Hispanic people who obviously like get arrested for a lot of sort of low level uh, marijuana charges. So I guess my first part of the, the question is like, would you say like, where does everyone stand on like legalized weed? And do you think it's about time for New York? Um, and then I guess a new question would be like, do you think that there's something that could come to, to our shores anytime soon? Weed is haram, so I don't support it. <laughs> <laughs> the official take. Yeah. <laughs> official stance of the Just, Well, hypothetically um, speaking. <laughs> no, I, mean, I back it, I back it. Yeah. What's the um what is it that has driven weed being legalized quicker in the US than it than here? Ching. what's driving that difference money. I, I, I mean i say money but i say i mean to be honest first off you've because you know the us is so varied as a political place right so you've got these um liberal states who you know obviously opening things up quite quick quite quickly we've always heard about like california's policies but also like states like colorado um which really opened things up and the funny thing is so they talk about this in the article as well like weed so far hasn't generated as much money as they thought but at the end of the day it's still now sort of legal um it's still legal tax revenue that is you know in the hands of the government rather than you know in a in an illegal market same thing with gambling right it's another means for tax revenue in the u.s which is why that's starting to um legalize in different states bit by bit so i mean well, if gambling's I guess, illegal in some states um like yeah like online gambling yeah, if you're not, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, it's like literally like sports, sports betting just became legal in 2018, I believe, when the fair, the it was the law was like passed federally to legalize it, but then obviously it still has to get passed state by state, and so right now it's only still in a handful of states in the U.S., um, like New Jersey, like Colorado, um, like Pennsylvania, um, Indiana, but it's it's like a bit by bit thing, um, and obviously like the same things happening with with weed. And a lot of like, you know, weed companies are kind of popping up and some of them are like IPO in and they were, I think for a while weed stocks were doing quite well, but then they started to tank a little bit. Um, mm. So it's definitely like a new industry like it hasn't like got on its feet yet, but obviously New York opening up is quite a big deal. I guess we're, one thing as well, it wasn't like California, probably like the first country, not California, but, but I reckon it might be one of the earliest adopters. But in America, there's always like prominent, campaigners for it i think way more than here in the uk so they can get a lot more traction and also in like states like california where it's a very like laid-back place where they're very like liberal you can push these things through like at a state level so right. certain states are obviously going to be like more liberal than like thinking of texas um, probably very conservative. I'm not sure what their situation is, but I doubt they've legalized or, or anything like that or are close. So in the UK, it's hard to do because obviously the UK is like, you can't have a, a law for like Essex and a different law for like Norfolk. Mm. Yeah. So it has to come through parliament. Do you know what I'm saying? So in the, US, in the US federally, I think it's still not allowed, but it's just the different states can then have their own laws. I think um yeah if I think if like if the UK was running a similar way to America to America I think you could see places like Brighton maybe Leeds possibly London like 
I can imagine those kind of areas of the UK would be like open to like legalizing weed mm. quicker than anywhere else in the country. Um, but for me, I've always think that the UK has always had quite a um, strict policy, like zero tolerance tolerance towards drugs. Um, I mean, wasn't weed initially class C and they moved up to class B um, whenever that was when we were growing up? Yeah. yeah, I think so, yeah. So, I mean, that just kind of shows you, like, the attitudes towards, like, drugs and drug use in the UK, where I think that drug use is inevitable. Um, it doesn't matter if it's legal or illegal, people are going to be using and taking drugs. So I think if you have something like weed, which is commonly used amongst the UK, why not legalise it, regulate it? Um, it becomes a, a form of tax revenue and it also gets through that whole criminal side of weed as well, where... I mean, like the you have a lot of dealers and stuff, and and the kind of consequences of that, whether that's like people getting killed, um, people getting robbed, things like that. You're kind of mitigating all those factors, but I don't, I just don't think the UK is progressive enough to to implement that anytime soon. Interestingly, like to have all those positive effects, it has to compete with illegally sold weed, right? Because no one's gonna like, you know, to shift from buying the illegal weed to legal weed, you have to have enough reason to do so. I was, I lived when, so I think Illinois legalized it in, on the 1st of January, 2020, at which point I lived in Chicago and one of my housemates was gassed. He was like this 50 year old Dominican Republic guy from the Dominican Republic, just so gassed, like running through the street, like, hey, I'm going to get this. <laughs> <laughs> Came back, he was like, hey, James, look at this, man. Like I've got, I've got one gram of this, one gram of this, one gram of this. And he's like, yeah, and total spend $120. Because uh, it was so expensive. Oh, it shit. Was so expensive. Like, ranging from 30 to $50 per, per gram that you bought. Yeah. Wow. And so I don't know if that's, like, um, reflective elsewhere. Yeah. Or if he just went to a bad shop that was struggling to, like, have a competitive price on the first day that it was legalized in that state. But if that is the case, then it would struggle to sort of... If the regulation Compete. and, like, yeah, the, the standard standards that are required and all of that make it that much more expensive then um then it'd be hard to see it sort of mitigating the negative effects of the illegal drug business yeah True. Like one one angle that i think people don't it gets overlooked slightly we've like in america where all these states have different laws so like one state might have might allow recreational marijuana and then another state might not when you're like traveling in between them imagine you you just like got someone you and you accidentally like completely forgot oh. that this next state yeah doesn't yeah. allow it and then you just get in trouble in that city and you're like what the fuck and then suddenly case is looking tough but that's it's a bit of a weird one like all these areas doing their own thing but you have to move around the areas. I wonder how they approach that basically because I could just say like fuck well, where I started it was allowed I completely forgot yeah, it's yes, an interesting, interesting one. I think what happens is, I mean, obviously there's movement between states, but you find a lot of people that, I think sometimes you forget like how big the United States is. And so a lot of people just chill in their state for like a lot of time. Like they don't move state to state that much. Mm. So maybe it's just something that, you know, only affects a minority of people. But I'm yeah. sure it's just something that you just have to get used to, I guess. Like maybe you get, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the, I mean, it comes to the whole argument about policing in terms of if you get caught with a little, you know, a little bit here, do you get like a little slap on the wrist for your first time and then you just never forget? Um, or can it be more severe than that? Like, it feels like, obviously, like the that brings into the topic of police in the US, which is really varied. So depending on who you are, it could be a completely different reaction. Um, but 
I think you made a good point about like um, Tabby about like states and the, the the pull that states can have over like the country adopting things because if you think about like obviously the UK right now is a very conservative um, country but if you had um, or yeah region but then if you had say like pull from different cities and different regions and like London being really like quite labor driven let's say like London had the ability to pass things within London and then you could see like those effects in London I think we just see like so much more of these changes happen because for many reasons, like we talked about like tax or just like business. And then also when it comes to weed, there's the element of public health where nowadays, I think one of the reasons why it's driven through the door in the, U- the US is that there are serious like scientific conversations about the benefits of it um, for like therapy, for, you know, anxiety, medicinal purposes, things and, and what nature. And you know, obviously we have CBDs that are legal in the UK um, for some of those reasons, but was one of the things that I mentioned on an article that I read about kind of would the UK legalize weed is that one thing that the, that we lack in is having that conversation about proper public health things around um, weed use because, because it's illegal. The stance is just don't do it because it can't be taught. You can't be given advice about taking a drug that, you know, isn't legal because, you know, government can't be doing that because, you know, essentially like promotes illegal drug use. So apparently, apparently the UK is like a big exporter of medical marijuana, you know. Exporter? Yeah. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. He's growing it. I don't know, but I remember um, talking to your mate, James, and, and he was telling me about, because he's, he's done... <laughs> he knows his stuff. He's done in-depth research about like the marijuana industry and, and he said he wants to get into it. Um so he was telling me, yeah, he, t- he told me that, like, even though, because I said to him, I was like, look, I, I can't imagine the UK legalizing it anytime soon. But he thinks probably within five years, it will be legalized. Um, and he said that the UK is like a big exporter of like medical marijuana. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I know they're, so, they're so against, they're so against marijuana, but they glorify alcohol consumption so much in this country, even after all the drink driving incidents are, after the health, the depression that this country, like, what's, I want, I'm, I'm interested to know what the stats are for um, being an alcoholic in this country or alcohol related deaths. There's absolutely alcohol. no benefits. It's crazy. Benefits, but it's but the money they depression. make from it, yeah, but the, the industry they make, the, the <clears> money they make from the alcohol industries is nuts. So I feel like if, if they, if they knew they could get that kind of profit margin with, with weed, they would consider it, but I, I'm guessing they don't. They what don't percentage of the economy do you reckon would take a hit if um if alcohol was illegal? If alcohol was yeah illegalized, uh, ridiculous. You would just yeah, it, 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 it would just be like um the US in the nineteen twenties, right? An illegal market would grow. I just think yeah. at this point there are certain there are certain things you couldn't you couldn't like make illegal. I think like and I was again like obviously I mentioned like seaspiracy earlier in the um in the doc. One thing that's kind of to not spoil it going conclusion is just like seriously considering not eating fish and then also not eating meat and i remember thinking for a second like what if a politician or like government was actually able to pass a law saying like meat and fish are illegal in this in this in like the uk for example mm-hmm. i think it would just be an illegal meat market i don't think anything would happen i just think that like people would just have to go down the alleyway to get a lamb chop People be they're they're raising cows in their gardens in <laughs> London. <laughs> you, don't, you don't really get you don't really get addicted to meat, or you don't get much of a a feeling out of eating meat. Are you sure? 
compared to are you sure i, I disagree ask, ask people to cut meat out of their diet and you'll see how they react to that meat is such a staple people over consume meat like as as humans i've seen this in like um in other documentaries as well we eat way too much meat way too much meat mm. we over consume it and it's and it's the growth of uh, livestock that really contributes to um global warming because of the amount of like water we have to use mm. uh, in terms of like growing food for like animals to graze on while they're while they're being raised yeah but that's um, that might be because the alternatives right now aren't, aren't aren't great but i'm saying if there was a law to say you can't eat meat i don't think people will struggle initially if there are if there are alternatives but if you say yeah. you can't drink alcohol how people c- can't get drunk so they will there will be an undercover market for it if you can't smoke weed people want to get high and they can't but with meat, you can get satisfaction, the similar satisfactions through other, other, other means if if they are around. But then they're not around to the same extent, though. Either. That's the thing. It's like the, there's plenty, there's other meat alternatives around. But then there's the argument of like, does it have the same taste? Does it have the mm. same texture? Which is harder to replicate. It'd be a and shock if you've to got someone, I think it'd be a shock to the system. I think there would be riots. But I genuinely think you would start to get like underground. Um, I don't like think meat, so. Meat salesman. I think I it'd really be premium. It might be, though. but it would. Premium consumption. 100% are made. Nah, it definitely nah. would. People would buy it. Yeah. But if if anything. Be having it in every meal, it would significantly reduce the attention. No, it would. And I mean, if, I feel like if anything, yeah, if anything becomes like illegal or like prohibited, it does just open up an underground market for that for that item. Mm. Um, I mean, bro, do you remember when Vivi Zaylas got banned? <laughs> yeah, they were being shot on eBay for like hundreds and hundreds of pounds more. Oh, really? really? That's what I mean. Like, if, if yeah. you ban something, it's only going to create more of a hype around it, and people will want it, and and it will give rise to an underground market or black market for that for that particular yeah. thing. But I can't see I can't see something like alcohol or meat being banned because it's such a British. It's like a staple of like British culture. Oh no, it would never pass. It would, like, yeah. it would, nev- yeah, it would yeah. never pass the government. Like the government vote would be. Just Mate, like, yeah, like, exactly. Like, th- what, what three people from the Green Party. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you cop when you're gonna go watch Colchester play, bro? You're not gonna it's be actually, getting yeah. your pint and a steak and kidney pie. Like, yeah, <laughs> you having, what you having with Colchester your Sunday roast? Will stay empty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what you having with your Sunday roast? Like, Trust. your full yeah. English is like corn sausages, and they yeah. have that. Uh, right, so have... I, I, I get, I guess that's probably maybe why this, um, like weed is it's maybe like it's, it's it's not identified as part of maybe culture as such like british culture so i don't know maybe it won't get past but then I, when i think of la like i literally just think of like people on the beach um like probably doing marijuana anyway so i just feel like it's like doing marijuana doing marijuana it's like trying to sound like don't know what you're talking about can i have can i have one suit please (laughs) (laughs) one weed please i'm just trying to imagine like someone doing marijuana i don't don't even know what that entails like it's a good point to be fair it probably isn't like as ingrained as popular in popular culture here so there's less of a pressure to to push it through and because like the the strongest argument probably would be the money argument but again like the numbers so far haven't been like amazing so yeah like i feel like that gives like the uk government more time but we'll have to see i'll be interested to see like obviously if you're Hassan, if uh, James's friend said five years, who knows, maybe, you know, with it, yeah, like within the decade, you know, the tide will change here. 
um, especially if like this this the CBD industry begin continues to grow. But you know, shout out to New York. I think it's a, I think it's a smart thing to do personally. Um, you know, I, I think okay. we've yeah you make money i think it's it's it helps public health in certain ways and i think having regulation also promotes safe use rather than just sort of a one size fits all trying to say everything is bad mm. which i think just doesn't which doesn't help anyone so you know and obviously they can we can uh, the, they can free all the black guys out of jail that got caught real talk we charge yeah I, free I, the guys oh before, does that happen then before we move York. on from from this topic i was gonna ask you like, like what do you think about the people that have been sent to jail for for weed possession because even I think legalized now, it was still illegal at the time. Yeah, I think in the New York one, they said that, that anyone with a case, like it's going to expunge records mm. of like mm. uh, crimes related to that as well. Yeah, which is good. I think you have to otherwise, because I think it's almost like when you change the law in the way you're like admitting that we were, were wrong, wrong for having this. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. so sorry for that. Like, let's wipe it off. And then carry on. Mad. But imagine you've been in, in prison for like possession for like two, three years, four years. Five. I'm, sure, I'm probably sure there's people in there doing long stints. And then for them mm-hmm. to just be like, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, we'll wipe your, your slate clean. You can come out of prison now. We've legalized it. If, uh, well, hey, for what you're doing, first thing you're doing is hitting the trap. Get back to work. <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> Yo, people. Just a quick message to say that this next discussion was recorded prior to the untimely passing of DMX. The Send Newsboys would just like to say rest in peace to DMX and condolences to his friends and family. Lastly, thank you for all the music. But anyway, so on the topic of getting high and having good times. Oh my gosh, here we go. What was your first memories of music growing up? <laughs> good times, good times. Do you see the link? Yeah. Flipping yeah. <laughs> for for music. Yeah. What was like your earliest earliest memories of like music when you were growing up? Eminem. I actually don't know. You know, someone yeah, started listening hard. to music in two thousand and five. Eminem. We had this in my car. We had like you could put six different CDs in and have them on like rotate. So like, yeah, oh, that's probably is actually my. It's not. It's not maybe the music. Oh, you were rich, rich. <laughs> how old how old are you? I don't know, maybe I'm thinking back to when I was like eight. Like eight is the earliest memory. Yeah, I was trying to think like what six? would count as yeah. I don't know when what age I was is like the earliest memory. Like I'm not too sure what age I was when I heard certain sounds, certain mm. music. Did so you not have um, so do you like remember any of like your early cassette tapes that you had? Oh uh, actually Robbie Williams. Nah. Egyptian music, but I can't remember. Escapology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say my earliest memories were like listening to some of my dad's, um, like he would play just some of his CDs and like obviously some of them would like he would kind of vary like from different jazz, US jazz artists, but then he'd also play like um, Dr. Dre's The Chronic, he used to play like Steve Dogg's Doggy <laughs> Style. Like he was just a kid, just like <laughs> vibing along to Doggy Style. <laughs> 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 listen to those lyrics back now and i'm like oh wow yeah. <laughs> this is childhood music perception in your early years yeah for real man it's terrible but yeah i'd say those are my earliest like yeah those are my earliest memories and obviously there's probably like some you know like kiddie songs as well to be fair like you know mm-hmm. songs you hear on like um 
like what's it like Telly Tobbies and was like growing up, like probably early memories. Do you not remember that song that was like ooh ee ooh ah ah ting tang? Well, I yeah. Like, ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that was my first cassette tape growing up. I remember I had that. I used to bang that out there in my room. That was a tune. <laughs> so, I remember when I bought a bootleg Soldier Boy CD, uh, a car boot sale. <laughs> what? What, what, what? Did it actually have Soldier Boy on it? Or was it some random UK artist? That no, it was actually Soldier Boy, but someone must have just printed out like the album cover art and just stuck it onto the CD. Oh, I didn't realize until I was a bit older. I was like, oh, that was fake. Like it was all so dodgy. Like it was at the back of some, it was like a car boot sale. He just had a Soldier Boy CD on. And I just remember I bought it, was playing like video games all afternoon, playing out the computer. I was like, this is amazing, man. That was like the first like CD of myself that I bought, I think. Yeah, I remember, um, so we had, a, we had a family friend who lived in the area um, and me and my sister used to go over um, and they had like a son who was probably about like, I think me and my sister were probably like, I was like seven or eight at the time. My sister was about, probably about like 10 or 11. And this guy was maybe like in his 20s. And um, every time we'd go over, he would like give us CDs that he burned. So he would burn like like all of these like 50 Cent albums and like Eminem albums and like, all these like really explicit <laughs> um, albums that had just come out. And me and my sister would just go up into our room and just listen to like these <laughs> musics in secret, hoping our parents don't come in. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like what, like what would you like say was your, what's the first album that you kind of say you remember quite clearly listening to growing up? 2001, oh, Dr. Dre. Oh, really? That's, that's a classic. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah, it's the first one I remember like, listening properly. Mine's uh, <laughs> diff- mine. You ain't know Malaika. Name rings an of artist, an artist. It's, it's, I think it's quite a common name around the world, different cultures, but it's an artist called Malaika. So where cool. Where are they from? Uh, South Africa. And like, what kind of music was it? It's hard to describe. I'd say more like it's like South African pop music. But it's a bit hard to describe because I don't know how it translates to like UK. But uh, yeah, it's a vibe, man. Always listen to it on the way on like car journeys and would just sing along like the whole album word for word. A lot. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Um, I think it's got to be Robbie Williams. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. apology. <laughs> oh, mate. Fucking bangers upon bangers. What was, um, <laughs> what you was some it? of the big hits from that album? Um, oh god, fuck. angels Three, is angels on that. Uh, I don't, don't want to rock DJ. Was I honest? Oh, I can't remember. I, th- I know all the like more niche ones. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go remember on, which, what which niche songs, yeah. Robbie Williams is a connoisseur oh, here. So, like, you know, there's like monsoon. I used to think that was such a banger. He goes, like, uh, he goes, like, it starts like I, I thought this guy's such a legend. He's like. I've sung some songs that were lame. I've slept with girls on the game. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's still that's still James's theme tune in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Getting ready for the night out. <laughs> um, but um so I know so it sounds like like um for most of us, like music was an important part of like growing up. Um but typically from like a Muslim perspective, like it's it's not really seen the same way. So like Ahmed, when you were growing up, was that music part of like a staple of your household? Um, no, not yeah. Well, Egyptian music was not yeah. English music because obviously you came to this country and I was like two. So it was mainly Egyptian music in the household. Um, 
from my sister but but yeah british music like i said would have would have been when i started going to school yeah um, people were listening to it eminem I, 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 that's the first thing i can remember is eminem back when he was like which album which songs slim shady oh, lp flipping he was talking about like raping people and stuff Whoa! <laughs> I don't remember it's the lyrics. Dark, what what song <laughs> is that? Doing all that, I am whatever. You, all that stuff. <laughs> what? Dido, the, that song is definitely not about rape. The tunes yeah. of Dido, like when he was just bare dark, when he just used to be every. I just remember, like I'm not not afraid. Is that what it's called? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! You came in late. Not afraid was like 2010 times. Yeah, that's what, that was like his comeback after he came. He went away for time. Yeah. That's the first time I can remember thinking back now. But there was a period when he was doing lots of dark music, man. He was in all right. Yeah, it's, it's when he went through his drug abuse phase. Yeah. Um, and then I think, like, Not Afraid is, like, when he started becoming sober, which, yeah, which is quite album interesting. Album was called <laughs> Trash as well. Album was called Recovery. Yeah, 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 yeah that, recovery. that's, that's what I was going to say, James. Recovery, yeah. that, that's when his music went down. Here. <laughs> music was terrible. <laughs> it's a sad reality. <laughs> music, yeah, music was awful. He, even not nah. afraid, like I'm um, afraid wasn't good. There were some bangers this, on that album, though. Yeah, like which yeah, one? Yeah, ca- crack a bottle, let your body yeah, 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 that was yeah, that was a hard song. That was a hard song. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like I think like I think I'm always quite grateful for for being in a household where music was quite important. Um, like talking to my dad, um, more so in the recent years about, um the kind of like shows that he went to in the UK while he was growing up. Like he's gone to like Def Jam tours. He's seen like Public Enemy. He's a big fan of like Eric B and Rakim. So it's always been so interesting to kind of have like um, parents that were quite influenced by music. Um, and and how- So are like, you different to, wait, sorry, I said, are you different to Ahmed then? Cause you were saying Ahmed in the Muslim yeah, household. Music, music, like, music wasn't massive in my household. I was say, yeah. Gen, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Music wasn't massive in my household at all, really. It, it would have been through my sister, not through my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't big on their music. It would, like radio occasionally, that kind of thing. But yeah. Hassan, your, your, your dad mixes, doesn't he? He mixes techno. Yeah, yeah. He, he produces his own, his own techno songs, yeah. He wears gloves yeah. when he does it, innit? He wears gloves, yeah. He wears like gym gloves. It's actually quite sick. Yeah, they are. That's sick. Yeah, my dad. What do the gloves mean? I don't know. I think they're just part of the aesthetic. Just um, part of the look, innit? Yeah. My dad's interesting, man. I That's feel like jokes. I need to... I'd, I'd love to, like, sit my dad down and, like, interview him um, for a day because he's he's also been in, a, like, a punk rock band that he's still in now called, like, Inner City oh, yeah. Unit. Um, and he's done, like, Glastonbury as well. So he's... he's oh, performed really? Glastonbury, oh, yeah. Wow. Um, so, and, and, That's yeah. a fun fact. That's a fun... You should... Do you know in work when they ask you to, like, a fun fact when you start a new job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be your fun fact. Actually, that oh, man, yeah, what you say? Huh? When, what did you say? You know, oh, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's something so dumb. <laughs> I once shook hands with Jose Mourinho. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> My ultimate team rating is 87. Or sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I, I brought up the topic of like people that you listen to growing up because one artist that I listen to quite a lot and I, Grand Champ was one of my favorite albums growing up. Um, DMX. So I don't know if you guys have seen um, recently in the news that DMX suffered a drug overdose recently um, and he's currently in quite a critical condition. Some doctors have said that he's in a vegetative state. Some have said that he's um, 
there's little signs of like brain activity, but all in all, it seems like quite um quite a bad situation for him. Um, and yeah, man, I just kind of wanted to like talk about how how much like um like drug abuse has affected the music industry. Um, I think in the recent years we haven't we've seen quite a few people fall victim to unfortunately fall victim to these to these issues. Um Juice World, um just Miller. off the top of my head, Mac Miller, um <clears throat> I think like Lil Peep, I think was yeah, like Lil another Peep. one. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and it's it's just sad, man. I mean, like I feel like drugs are so heavily linked to the music industry, not just in rap. I mean, I think Amy Winehouse as well suffered with drug with drug issues. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, yeah. Um so I just kind of wanted to Nirvana. kind of talk about that and get your guys' thoughts on on like do you think that kind of attitude and that do you think there'll ever be a shift in the industry or do you think like creativity and drug use are so heavily intertwined that they're always gonna be there? Um yeah, I think to a certain extent I, I think so. I think it's because I was I was recently just watching like and uh, the nerve i can't remember i think it's on netflix it's about nirvana like how they came about kurt cobain like his story and then obviously his eventual passing um and it like one thing that i took away from that is like i think as people get thrown thrown into situations like fame and stuff that they maybe aren't ready to handle and then it leaves them with some things that like some issues that they can only like seemingly deal with through drugs and then they end up sort of relying on them, I think, a lot. And then uh, you end up in the situations like the one DMX is. Like, that was sort of what I got from the Kurt Cobain one. And also the likes of, like, Mac Miller, because I was a Mac Miller fan. Like, I was I was very upset, like, when um, uh, the news broke out that he passed away of a drug overdose as well. And I think it was, like, similar things. Like, you know, when like, someone's not, doesn't really want the fame, but they've got the fame. But maybe they just wanted to focus on music and they're getting maybe too much attention that they don't like they're not getting like their their the relationships that they have in their life they're not fulfilling like things like that so i think it's always going to be at least a so, small part of like the music game i think just because yeah. just because people are coming into it from all with all sorts of issues that get exacerbated by being famous and being in the limelight 24 7 and Unfortunately, that's like just one of the ways you can feel sort of sane for however long it is that they do make you feel like all right for, and eventually someone's yeah. going to abuse it. So it's like a... more protection, more protection for artists who are upcoming because you hear about big artists who say they take young artists under their wing to make sure that they're right with the fame, etc. Which, which obviously kind of shows that there's not that support that's needed for these young upcoming artists to handle the new fame and mm. their, their mental states. Yeah. Cause I swear like even DMX, sorry, sorry, James, I'll let you speak up. I was just gonna say, I swear like DMX, when he was on interviews, like in recent years, didn't look all right. It looked like someone who was mentally like in a good place. Um, he, so. went, he went to rehab, I think in 2019, um, he like checked himself in. And then I think uh, though he had like another stint in rehab not because he was on anything at the time but i think he was worried about relapsing so again he checked himself in um but yeah i, I, I haven't they haven't released much details about like how the situation occurred so and yeah i agree like you've seen him like over the last couple of years man his, his kind of character is, is kind of all over the place um 
and it's just sad man it's just, it's just sad to see that someone that you've enjoyed listening to so much and impacted like your childhood growing up to like kind of be going through a situation like this where now it's like for me I don't know if you'll ever be able to make music again mm. I, I don't even know if 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 he if you'll kind of make it through this either yeah yeah that's what, like if you even have a life like that's the exactly. most important thing isn't it yeah, yeah for sure people forgetting that um like being a musician like you have no schedule just loads of money like very easy to just end up like every night doing these sorts of things and then before you realize it it's been like a month and you haven't even like left your house and then you know, all of a sudden you're, you're in trouble you're russ russ R- russ yeah which which russ, one the white one or the, no, or the UK the, one? The UK one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got paid six, 24 bags. <laughs> this 24, no, 24 albums. albums. 24 albums. <laughs> oh, oh, man, I'm in, in, in uh, investment banking. are getting better offers than that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, how, how long is that going to take to make 60 albums? Like, how many? You can release like two a year, two, three a year. It will just release yeah, the same so beat and just spit different lyrics. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it it will take him like a lot of years to release 24 albums. And he's only yeah. 60 bags. <laughs> have you watched yeah, the video, man. by the way? Sorry, we've gone off a tan- on a tangent, but have you watched the, the interview? That's not even like the worst bit of it as well. No, what's the worst bit? The worst bit is like... <laughs> so for, the, for those that don't know, um, ZZ Mills did an interview with the UK artist Russ. And um, yeah, go and carry on, Sunday. Yeah, so on the interview... I just repeat, this would be a great article for next week, by the way. But on, on the interview, he's like... So he's telling the story about the 24 album uh 60k thing and he's like but at the time i was with someone like i had a partner i think he's talking about taze the other guy that used to make music with so so i was like oh obviously you got a nice so i was like yeah you split the 60 on <laughs> <laughs> you split, split the 60 what split the 60 up between us two <laughs> oh, wow. 30k 30k for 24 what? albums 1.25k an album. Oh, I was crying. I thought no, I was going to say that. I, just, oh, I said bring him in so like double the money. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just want to see yeah, a clip of like the music executives that are writing up that contract and watching yeah. him sign it and thinking, how the fuck have we got him into this? <laughs> Is it definitely not 60k per album? Oh, no no way. In the hell no way. Who the hell's saying 60k an album for Russ? Twelve hundred ones as well. Like yeah. Apparently he they, he got out of the contract though they, they did say but um yeah. yeah to bring it to bring it back to DMX like it's a good point is you know when you're as big as what DMX was um you know like this guy literally carried Def Jam on his back for a while um you know he had such wide acclaim across um you know not just rap but also you know everyone's kind of seen that video of him at Woodstock where it's just like I mean that's a rock festival yeah, yeah, that was mad. 400,000 people and he's got them completely rocking he's I think he was the only rap artist to ever release two albums in the same year that went to number one like in 1998 yeah and so like when you think about how high like you've been um at the top of the mountaintop and sort of like you know life now probably just doesn't equate it isn't the same it's another hole that you can fall into with the drugs where, you know, maybe you're in the music industry and you're using the drugs for, for creativity, but now you're at a point where you're using it to escape, just to escape the reality of your situation because, you know, maybe you don't have much going for you and, you know, you've passed your peak as a, as a rap career. Like a rapper's career, like, is not a long one per se, right? If you're, 
you're either going to be someone who drops a lot of albums and maybe has a peak where everyone like like Snoop Dogg for example where like Snoop Dogg keeps releasing music but to be honest he'll just never do anything as good as his uh, like his stuff in the 90s I was um, that Just Eat advert he's got bars <laughs> yeah yeah he's more of like a legacy act now he's found yeah. his back like, like he's yeah. found you know he does so much stuff now that it doesn't even matter like he's probably just releasing music just to stay creative but then You've also got the people who like like Kendrick, for example, when we only release an album like once every four or five years anyway now at this point. So like even if his next album would probably be great just because you know he's focused on other things. So when you if you don't have anything else going for you, you haven't been able to turn yourself into like a mogul, like on a on a Jay-Z thing or like 50 Cent thing, where it's and no one's asking you to do shows anymore, like it can be a tough life and like you said, you just sit on a lot of money. You know, maybe you got family that's cool, but you're sitting on a lot of money and you got a lot of time and not much to do with it. So, um, like, it's a it's a dangerous like hole to fall into. And so, you know, obviously, health wise, we're like 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 DMX is okay and stuff. But you know, um, looking at it from just like a wider music industry perspective, it's, it it probably happens quite often. We just don't hear as as much about it. You know, until until something terrible happens, and that's when it kind of comes to the surface. Yeah, so I think um like because we've talked about we've talked about drugs in your in your article to me. Um I think just like globally now, or maybe just in the UK and the US, like we kind of need to change our attitude towards um drugs and drug taking. Um because it's a widely like drugs are widely consumed um in, in both places. So I think we need to be more open about how we discuss them and, and stop seeing them as such a taboo thing. Um like get like make it maybe not make it like an acceptable thing but make it more of a like if you're struggling with something then um make an environment where you can talk to people about like your drug abuse and it's not seen as something so terrible and so bad and so like you should be ashamed of this because unfortunately you will get to you have people in situations like dmx is in or, or mac miller where like turn into drugs is your only thing and then because it's so demonized you don't really want to reach out and, and kind of get help on it um so hopefully we can kind of see like the attitudes change towards like drug taking and drug abuse where we become um a lot more open to these issues and kind of find proper solutions rather than just kind of like labeling people as like look at these idiots just just taking drugs because there's there's a lot more layers to it um and ultimately everyone's going through their own struggles um, and we should be open to like, helping people overcome these um, and get people back in the right place. But yeah, man, really sad news on DMX. Like, it's like proper like bummed me out. But um, thoughts and prayers go out to him, and and, and hopefully in, in some way he can make a he can make a recovery. But anyway, guys, we're gonna wrap up there. So thanks again for listening to the Send News podcast. As always, make sure to go check us out on our Instagram. That's at the Send News podcast. We've got some good content on there, and we've got some good content coming up. I'm looking at Timmy. We've got a little video of him <laughs> embarrassing himself in front of a crowd of people. So make sure you look out for that. That's <laughs> at the Send News podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. It's at the Send News pod. Um, so yeah, so we'll now head over to Tabby, who will close the show with some final words. Thank you, Hassan. Um, I'd just like to say we, we've enjoyed what, what feels like the start of summer this week, this past week, some hot hot weather um, into the 20s. So with that, I just want to leave just one reminder for everyone. No spray, no lay. Make sure you don't smell when it starts to heat up. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. That's facts. <laughs> Wash your armpits, people. <laughs>